solo mente. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, it's the friendly, not so friendly edition of Crossover. Locked on Jaguars, locked on Texans. My man, Cody Davis. What's up, brother? <laughs> Nothing much, man. I'm not going to lie. I've been waiting to do this crossover episode for like the last month because I think we all believe that Jacksonville was going to be in a better situation than what they are right now. I mean, look. 2011 for the Houston Texans was kind of expected, but for Jacksonville, oh man! <laughs> Don't you, hey, what 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 my man? What the, what the girl said in the movie? You ain't got to lie, Cody. You ain't got to lie. <laughs> Listen, you did not think y'all were gonna be in a, in two and eleven. You did not think that. You, I, I I didn't. You, I thought I, I had us win. I must have confessed. Right. I had us winning five games, and we only won two of the five. So I right. I must confess about that. Right, right, right. So um, if y'all don't know, me and Cody got a little history. And uh, and John, John's not here. John had to take the day off. John said, man, I ain't got time for y'all fools. But uh, we we battled and battled and battled about who was going to be good. I'm going to give you your props. <laughs> I am going to give you your props only because of this. Not because of what you said about Trevor Lawrence being a rookie. Mm -hmm. Because... Rookie quarterbacks play well sometimes. Mm -hmm. But you talked about Urban Meyer as if he was some rank amateur coach. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I don't know if you got kids, but I had a son that was mischievous. He's a good kid. Never really got in trouble, but he just played too much. Mm -hmm. Imagine imagine a little mini version of Mike Epps. You know what I'm saying? Day -day. Yeah. Well, every time my phone rang and it said Duval County School Board, I knew who it was about. <laughs> I would just pick up the phone. I had five kids, but with him, I just said, what did he do? That is about where we are right now with mm. Urban Meyer. It mm. is the, oh my God, on a day when the top high school recruit spurned the love of his life in Florida State and went to a HBCU, with all of this news going on, former kicker Josh Lambeau said, hold my beer. <laughs> I got something to tell you. So it just does not stop with this dude. If y'all know what I'm talking about, allegedly when Josh Lambeau was here before he left the team, uh, Urban kicked him in practice. And he asked him not to kick him. And he, Urban basically told him, I'll kick you anytime I want to. And if you talk to me like that again, you're out of here. To go along with all the other stuff, Shad Khan just probably left town yesterday from being in town talking to the coaches and getting things right. And he probably somewhere like Chris Tucker, like, damn, he in trouble again? So that's what we got going on here, man. How's my boy Cully doing down there in Houston? Hey, as of right now, it is bad in Houston. But what I would say Everything that's going on in Jacksonville with Urban Meyer is kind of overshadowing the drama and nonsense that's going on here off of 16 and Kirby. Because, look, 
people kind of had their speculations on what to expect about what to expect from David Cully from the beginning. You know, he was never a coordinator. You know, he was assistant coach, a position coach. And a lot of times, like he was actually the wide receiver coach the year where none of the wide receivers for the Kansas City Chiefs scored the touchdown. And now we're starting to see why, <laughs> you know, he 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 hasn't looked too good as a head coach almost every single game, which they played 2011. So 13 games out of 13 games, at least 10 times we can count on both our hands that coach David Cully has made some questionable decisions on the sideline. However, me and John go back and forth on this. I want to give David Cully a pass because unlike the rest of the 31 coaches in the National Football League, David Cully isn't the end-all be-all head coach where he has the final say. It's like there are multiple coaches on this coaching staff from Tim Kelly to um, Lovey Smith to Nick Casario, the general manager who has a headset on in the coaching booth for some reason. So, of course, the guy everybody hates here in the city of Houston, Jack Easterby, everyone has a say so on what the Houston Texans are going to do for the week, what the Houston Texans are doing for you know, throughout the game, I would, I, and I, I want to give David Cully a pass because I, I think it's kind of unfair for me, at least as a journalist, as an analyst to sit here and critique Cully when I know he isn't the, the main one making all the calls. But at the end of the day, that is his name that is next to the head coaching. And that's part of the reason why the Houston Texans are sitting at two and 11 as we enter this. But I, I guess we want to call this the toilet bowl of, of week. What, what was this week? 15. It is, it's just awful, man. <laughs> awful. So uh, the Jaguars are pretty much in the same boat, uh, 2-11, and uh, nobody knows who to blame because the coach never takes responsibility for anything, points the finger at other people. Other people say it ain't my fault. That was what was going on here. So uh, we pretty much uh, – this function kind of looks the same, and it sounds mm -hmm. the same uh, when it's uh, dysfunctioning. But so, well, got, I would say I'm sorry to cut you off real quick, but I would say I think Jacksonville's might be a little bit more surprising and a little bit more disappointing than the Texans. Cause you know, even though I didn't expect success from this team going into the 2021 season, I thought at least you guys would be laying a foundation that can help carry all over into 2022 and 2023 and beyond. But oh my god, every week it's, is it, something new. And, it, and it's and it's always self-inflicted. It's one thing to <laughs> sit and talk about their record and how they're playing, the fact that they haven't scored more than 21 points this year. But that's not the stuff that we're talking about <laughs> around here. It's like we're talking about everything else. And um <laughs> I'm gonna get to it. I'm gonna tell you a couple of examples. Of the things that we're talking about, man. Let me let me make sure we uh thank everyone for making us on Jags and locked on Jags and locked on Texans their first listen. And uh stand by because when we get back, we're gonna go through this, and then in segment three, we're gonna talk about how we think the game should go. So we're gonna go back QA in segment two, and in segment three, we're gonna talk about Sunday's game, uh, as irrelevant as, as it might be, just to see who at least one of us can say, Well, at least we ain't them. That's that's what this game is about <laughs> this weekend. So Give me a chance to let you know about some some good dear friends of ours, and Cody and I will dance with you in just a second. First of all, man, look, I got to tell y'all about our friends at Stat Hero. Stat Hero, man, you ain't never played 
fantasy sports like this because every single game that you play if you play those other places you're betting against a hundred and hundred thousand people sometimes it's that hero guess what you play in the house baby and you know who you're gonna play before it's time to play like right now um it's matthew stafford the, the stat hero that you have to go against it's like matthew stafford uh, Tom Brady and Jimmy Garoppolo. So if you study enough and you think you can outdo those guys, guess what? You'll win. It's the first of its kind daily sports platform where it's you versus the house in head-to-head fantasy matchups and winner takes all. With Stat Hero, you're in control of the stakes. You decide how much you're going to play for, and Stat Hero has no choice but to take it because they're daring you to beat them. I absolutely like that. So sign up for free right now at StatHero.com slash locked on and use the promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match. That's stathero.com slash locked on. Use the promo code locked on for a 100% match. Stathero.com slash locked on promo code locked on terms and conditions apply. All right, man, I'm going to tell you right now also that we are Back here on uh, Locked On Jaguars and Locked On Texans, we ain't never went nowhere. But if we had, we would have on the right apparel. And that apparel is the stance apparel. And what that is, is I don't know about Cody, but I've had socks on. I got that little bass stitch in them. And you don't feel it uh, for a while. But if you stand on your feet more than three or four hours at a time, after a while, it feels like you have a sailboat in the corner of your toe and your shoe between the two. And you don't need that, man, because all you got to do is, is go to Stance Apparel because they were founded in 2009 and it represents a radical reinvention of socks, underwear, active apparel wear. With a sharp focus on comfort, quality, and creativity, Stance brings an atypical aesthetic alongside some of pop culture's hottest collaborators for the ultimate style in self-expression. You know, when you look good and feel good or you feel good, you look good. And you can do that at Stance. Here's what you have to do. You register for an account at Stance.com and get 15% off your first purchase use promo code locked on at checkout to apply enjoy the color and comfort of a life less ordinary with stance somebody's gonna take a stand this weekend at uh this game here in jacksonville and i know i'm not sure jaguar fans want to win man i think the jaguar fans are preparing themselves to get ready for the draft but how y'all feeling up there do y'all actually want to win this game or do you think the bottom has to actually fall out for people to realize just how bad it is um houston fans are just like jaguars fans like they do not want to win of course you still got a handful of teams that still want to at least bump up the 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 numbers in the win column but at the end of the day you know i think whoever loses this game has an opportunity to basically seal the deal on the number two pick in the nfl draft and possibly the number one pick because look the detroit lions even though they do have the league's worst record I think they are the better team when you look at the Texans and the Jaguars. And when you go back and you take a look at some of the games that the that the Lions lost, you know, they was right in it. I don't know about you guys, but for the Houston Texans, it's not the fact that they're losing. It's how they're losing, especially ever since they came out of this bye week and they are barely getting into the end zone. I mean, you guys saw we just had a quarterback change from Tyrod Taylor to Davis Mills, and they still ended the game by scoring only 13 points. So, you know, <laughs> I think this might be the very first game in NFL history where the winning team, their fan base is going to be disappointed. <laughs> you, you might be right, man. Um, 
it's crazy here. And let me give you an example of some of the inept. You saw how bad the Jaguars were on, on week one, but let me give you some mm -hmm. examples of the ineptness. And, and I know my listeners have heard this a lot, but yours haven't, so I'm going to give it to you. Um, the Jags uh, were in Seattle. Coming out of a change of possession, had 12 men on the field. Called a timeout to avoid a penalty. After the timeout, they still had 12 men on the field and got a penalty. That's that that I thought that was like the most boneheaded thing that could happen to a football team, right? Because uh it said, said that most of these dudes been playing ball their whole life. And when you line up, you can tell when there's somebody extra right there with you, right? <laughs> yeah. So here's the thing. A few weeks later at home, they line up to punt. And I don't mean break the huddle and just no, they line up the punt, guys on with the hand on hip, dudes looking around. The punter runs on the field, pulling his helmet on. I mean, they already out there, bro. Huddle broke, punter, the dude back to receive the punt. Punter runs on the I'm serious. It is like the bad news bears over and over. So it's that kind of stuff that leads people to say, hey man, what the hell is y'all doing? What's going on? Do y'all even practice? And then it leads to finger pointing. Urban says, I don't micromanage that stuff. I have no clue. I let these guys do it. I coach them. Uh, James Robinson, come out of a game because he fumbled. Didn't go back in for almost two or three quarters until the end of the game. Urban says, yeah, I think he was a little banged up. You know, I don't know why he didn't play. I don't micromanage that. I think he's a little banged up. But he's the head coach, though. But watch this, bro. He was banged up, but you put him back in when the score was 37-7 to against the Chargers or the Rams. So now we get to the following week. No, that was against somebody else. And then I think it was against the 49ers. And then against the Rams the following week, first play of the game, somebody misses a block on Aaron Donald of all people. Mm -hmm. He hits James as soon as he grabs the ball. James fumbles. First play. And James Robinson doesn't go back in. Now, James Robinson does a weekly show here where he's on location. James Robinson, they asked him, are you being punished? You seems like you're being punished. He says, you know, um, I think I'm going to paraphrase. Now he goes, that's what it feels like to me, but Urban said he wasn't being punished. And Urban says, I don't micromanage that. He's one of our best players. We need to get him on. Comes out in a report that um, every coach and some players heard Urban say, take him out and don't put him back in. So when you get this kind of conflict, <laughs> this is the stuff. You see my hand? When you, when you know somebody do this, you know something going on. That's mm -hmm. good. When you get this kind of stuff, uh-uh. Something, something ain't right. So today, after all of it wears down and Urban says he's here to support the coaches and uh, Shaq Khan came home and he had some media people on his, on his yacht and he was like, you know, we're, we're in this together. We're going to figure it out. And uh, Josh Lambeau, who got released because he was missing kicks, came out mm -hmm. and basically said Urban kicked him in practice. And he asked him not to do it. The next day, Urban says, if you ever talk to me like that, you're gone. He said, I just don't want you to kick me. And he said, I can do what I want to do because I'm the coach. So <laughs> now we now now we, we got some more stuff brewing. And it's like every day, bro, every day there's something like that. We can almost put up with the poor play from the football team. Mm -hmm. But we cannot put up with the constant trying to figure out who's stupid in that building and doing all of this stuff. And we to that point, we're gonna touch on the Texans because as of right now, 2011, the Texans, we can mostly chunk most of this up to just them being not talented enough. But 
when, when I look at Jacksonville, and, and I do want your honest opinion, how much of a disappointment, and I kind of feel like disappointment is like an understatement at this point, but how much of a disappointment has it been for Jacksonville with Urban Myers? And after hearing the owner come out and basically show his support for Urban, like, where does the... What what are the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to do for this offseason where it is clear to everybody, including me, way down here in the city of Houston, that you guys definitely got to get that man out of the building? Oh, the owner has to realize it. And I think with this new stuff coming up, that it's going to be embarrassing for him. One of the things he said was, I don't live in a vacuum. I know what's going on here. Well, we question that because if you knew all of that stuff that you came down and had that meeting about was going on, why didn't you have a meeting about that before it hit public? And uh, unless it was just to come down and tell people how to publicly handle what was going on. So it, it seems like to me that he's not going to keep getting a pass on trying to protect information as opposed to trying to fix the reason and the problem that the information exists. Now, this is different because um, Urban has a contract. Folks were saying, but do you want to pay him all of that money to go away? I don't know what his contract is. Some people say it's $12 million. I don't know that for sure. But uh, And it's probably for a number of years. If he, if he has cause because this cat was abusing people or kicking people, you got cause to fire him. Uh, him not coming back on the team playing probably wasn't enough. This would be player abuse would be, especially if the NFLPA gets involved and especially mm -hmm. if more players come out and says, no, that's exactly that's kind of stuff that goes on here. And if there's sort of this. If if people get loose enough that are currently here to go. That's true. I just was kind of told not to say anything or if somebody complains to the NFLPA and they file a grievance. Now you get into the cause area and you get. um you get shot being able to run him out of here without having to pay him any money. So uh, shot Khan's rich. Don't let, don't let it fool you. People, of course he's an owner. He's rich. The Jaguars are not the wealthiest uh, NFL team by a long way. And then they're, they're really at the bottom as far as the franchise is concerned, but he's not, he's one of the five or six richest owners in the NFL. And uh, he actually has entities and businesses that are not his, the Jaguars aren't his main thing. There's probably two or three things. So, He's got it, but still, people that are rich, you know how they get it. They don't give mm -hmm. it away. So yeah. uh, this this probably is a reason uh, for them to move forward. But I want to find out what's going to go in this game, son. You want to do that? <laughs> yeah, because it's so much drama. Really quick, before moving on, I do want to say for Jacksonville point and for the and for and for the owners point, all they have to do is look at what has been going on off of sixteen and Kirby to realize when. You have a bad entity within your organization, how that can derail the future of your team. Because everything that you just talked about, especially the owner departing from somebody who is being this, who, who's being basically damn near demonic to your organization, it's smart to get away from them now, especially while you still have a young, good quarterback, unlike down here in Houston, which this owner allowed that person i.e. Jack Easterby, to demolish the franchise. Now, uh, one more thing. Um, before this story came out today, Trevor Lawrence did a press conference, and it's a shame that a 21- or 22-year-old kid is the one in the building that has to come out and speak to calm and, the, you know, the, the restless the natives. And mm -hmm. that's what he does, and he's handled it. Instead of, be, instead of working on mechanics and working on rookie things, 
he's become the face of this franchise. He says the drama has to stop. He says they better we're listen. Tr- we're First trying hand, to figure, they better listen. We're trying to figure out how to stop losing. And basically, I'm paraphrasing him, but he told us to Mike DeRocco on ESPN. And you can probably check that out on ESPN.com. But he says the drama has to stop. Yeah, we, we got to stop this stuff. If we're going if we're going to win, we're always in the headlines. At some point, the drama has to stop. So we'll see uh, what that means to Shia Khan moving forward. All right, but we're going to discuss this week's game and what the prospects are. After I let you guys know about Bet Online, that has all of your season bets and props covered. Odds, lines are better than ever before as football season continues to get towards the playoffs. Basketball season is headed towards that uh, that break that they have at All Star Game, but teams are really jockeying for positions. So there's a lot of meat on the bone if you want to make a wager because Bet Online remains your number one spot for the sports action this season. Head to the the new website updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code, which is locked on to receive your bonus from basketball to football, to boxing, to UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Bet online is the place for you to be. Now, remember the promo code is locked on and you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet all of your favorite sports because bet online is where the game starts all right man pushing uh we're gonna push this thing into the third and final quarter with my brother from another mother cody davis and uh you know all year man i was looking to come on here and talk smack and, and laugh <laughs> and and pick at you and you pick at me but guess what urban even usurped that i mean the whole network has been <laughs> waiting for us to do this and we couldn't even get to telling your mama jokes and all of this stuff because <laughs> This fool is so out bad. of control, right? So, um, as far as the game this Sunday in terms of a matchup, the Jaguars' defense has actually played pretty well. Joe Cullen has done a really, really good job uh, of of getting the best out of this team, even when you consider the fact that they ain't really been scoring no points on offense. So, if you look up and you notice that they've given up a lot of points, it's only because the defense gets worn down. The 49ers got the ball the other day, uh, well, about three or four weeks ago, opening kickoff. On their own 10-yard line, they went 89 yards in uh, 21 plays and took off 13 minutes of the clock. The Jaguars went three and out. The 49ers ate up eight more minutes and went up 10 to nothing. And the Jaguars' defense was huffing and puffing uh, right halfway through the second quarter. They had only run 18 plays at the nine-minute mark of the third quarter because the other team had the ball. So that being said – that's the problem. The Jaguars' defense is, has been running around pretty good, but the offense can't get anything going. They can't score points, and they can't stay on the field long enough for the defense to rest. And, Wig, I swear, this is the same exact thing that's going on here in the city of Houston. And I can't tell you how many times John and I came on Locked On Texans for our Monday recap and raved about the defense, even though you might take a look at the final score and see, like, man, the Houston Texans gave up 33, 35, 40 points. Most of those points came in the second half because, just like Jacksonville, the defense got tired. They was gassed in the second half, and that's when the opposing team started to make a run. Why? Because the offense cannot sustain drives. It was a little bit better on Sunday, more so in the first half. However, when you are going up against a Hall of Fame quarterback like Russell Wilson, of course, he's going to do damage. And of course, the the, the Texans in the second half, their defense was getting gas. That was part of the reason why the Seahawks was able to find their mojo in the run game. And Wig, I don't want to I don't want to repeat everything that you said. 
but it's the same exact issue. The defense, and by the way, to understand how good the defense has been throughout this whole entire season, and kudos to Lovey Smith because, you know, me and John, we sort of had, you know, speculations about what to expect from Smith given that he was implementing a Tampa 2 defense that is, let's be honest, a little bit outdated. Plus, you take a look at his numbers in college. He was His, his team was getting ran through in college. So it was like, what can we expect from Lovey Smith? He comes here. Now he has this team. I believe if they're not tied for fourth, they're tied for fifth for most takeaways in the entire NFL with like 14 to 15 on the season. And they will do a good job stopping you in the first half. However, the offense has been so terrible. It looked a little bit better with rookie quarterback Davis Mills in there. But at the same time, Tim Kelly, he'll go from being aggressive in, in, in one quarter to all of a sudden he's going to hold back the change and start being conservative in, in the second quarter and through the rest of the game. they For the second year in a row, the run game has been just horrendous. As a matter of fact, it's actually worse this year than it was last year, and I didn't think that was possible, but they somehow got worse in the run game this season. So it, it's the same exact thing going on. <laughs> Here in the city of Houston, man. I tell you what, losing is losing. By the way, y'all watching on YouTube, but if you hear audio, my phone was ringing, and it was scam lightly. They will they will call you at the wrong time every damn time, <laughs> won't they? Scam lightly will call you at the wrong time. I thought it was a police. You want to know why I thought it was a police, John? You know, I, wow. you know, I ain't gonna let you know, I ain't gonna let y'all cook without messing with you, right? Wow. I noticed that headboard you got back there on your bed. Every time I see an Instagram video of somebody get locked up and the police storm in their room, that's the kind of damn headboard they got. You, you got that about to get locked up headboard. Ain't the police about to kick your door. Hey, we, me and my wife, we just thought it was pretty. It was it was just a pretty bed with a headset, but a headboard, man. That's all. Hey, I'm just messing with you, man. Let me tell the people what they need to do. They need to tune into the Locked On Bets podcast because your boy Q and analyst Lee Sterling will break it down for you. We mentioned Bet Online earlier. Before you do that, listen to the Locked On Bets podcast because they'll give you the ins and outs. I had five teams last week. All of them lost. So if I had listened, I probably would have knew to reverse it and I would have won me some scratch. So make sure you find that podcast wherever you get your podcast. Check it out and it'll be well worth it. Like and subscribe also. Hey, man, it's been fun, bro. It's been fun. No matter what happens Sunday, no matter what happens Sunday, uh, we're going to find something to laugh about. So uh, and uh, maybe somebody gets fired Sunday night and uh, we'll see. But as always, man, tell my boy Hick I said what's happening. And you guys, you know, keep it in the middle of the road in Houston. And uh, it's all love, baby. You know that. <laughs> yes, sir. We appreciate you, man. I can't wait for this game on Sunday. Normally, I like to do, you know, predictions and final score. But to be honest with you, I don't even know who who nah. needs to win this game, who should win this game. I can't really find a matchup because normally we're playing against a high-power offense. But it's almost like the Texans and the Jags are in a race to see who can be more dysfunctional than the other. And, man, all I can say, Jacksonville better listen to Trevor Lawrence because mm -hmm. the last time we talked to Deshaun, he said there's some people in this building that needs to go because they think they have power. They didn't listen, and look where it got us. No doubt, they man. better listen to Trevor Lawrence, man. All right, Locked on Jaguars, Locked on Texans, thank you for making us your first listen every single day. Tony Wiggins, John, not John Hickman. Well, John Hickman, he ain't here, and Cody Davis. Y'all take care and take care of each other. We'll see you next time.
are Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.